today on CityCast Denver. Tabor, the one word guaranteed to send a shiver up the spine of any Colorado Democrat. Ever since voters approved the so-called Taxpayers' Bill of Rights in 1992, it's limited the growth of government and made public funding of anything and everything a whole lot more complicated. But now, as $750 Tabor tax refund checks are hitting mailboxes across the state, Tabor has somehow become a centerpiece of Democratic Governor Jared Polis's re-election campaign, even though he still doesn't like to say that word. So what gives? I'm sitting down with my producer, Paul Caroli, today and making him explain exactly what is going on. Today is Thursday, August 11th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. it's complicated and then you think you get it and then they change it oh i thought i understood it and then greg's like explain it to me i'm like well i tried and then i i don't know we're talking about Tabor because there's this program right now the colorado cashback everybody regardless of uh income or tax whatever what however much you filed for taxes everybody gets 750 dollars back and Paul, you said you just got your $750. Yep. Checks are in the mail to everybody this week. I got mine yesterday. Here it is. Holding it up. What are you going to buy with it? Um, You know, I told you that our air conditioning system broke, right? God, being an adult sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So nothing fun. Probably just, you know, contributed to the AC fund. I'm uh, equally spending my $750 on something super lame and adulty uh, credit card debt. Great. <laughs> Yep. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sucks. Super boring. Um, but I was talking about this with Greg last night with my husband. And economically, our lives have changed over the last couple years where we've started making more money. Um, but less than 10 years ago, when both of us were really like contract workers, freelance artists doing stuff like that, $750 would have changed so much for us. Like that's like more than a whole paycheck. That was like what I was making in some months. And so I was just thinking about in a different time in my life and how this is for a lot of folks, man, 750 bucks. That's great. I mean, yeah, it's no joke. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I mean, you could pay off like a medical bill or maybe part of your rent or maybe you have a car situation you've been putting off or something. I mean, $750 is not not nothing. But I'm confused, Paul. Why are we getting so much money back? Because as far as I recall from Tabor refunds of past, they've never, they're not usually this big. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is this is a new thing that's happening this year. And thank you for asking. Um, I loved diving into this and learning more about this. And I do think that, you know, yes, Tabor is like boring and complicated. There's really something important to know here that's going on. And this has gotten caught up in our politics and it's gotten really controversial. But I, I have a, a takeaway at the end that I that I want people to, to understand from this. I think it's going to be important. But um, the question of why, why we're getting this money back now and why is it more than normal? I mean, the reason why it's happening basically is like uh, earlier this year, Governor Polis and Democrats in the state government announced this was like late April 
that they were going to move the the regular dispensation of Tabor tax refunds from early 2023 to August and September of 2022 right now. That's why people are getting checks now instead of early next year. Um, so this money is coming from tax refunds. Okay. Why did they push it forward? Well, the reason why they're doing it, according to Polis in this announcement earlier this year, this is the way the Democrats talk about it is, I'm quoting from his press conference. We can put this clip in later. We know uh, that this last year has been difficult. Rising prices, gas at $4 a gallon, groceries costing more. Uh, and that's why we're working to get this relief out as soon as possible. Instead of government sitting on the money, we want to make sure we get it back to people and empower Coloradans to invest this Colorado dividend in their own families, in their communities, in their everyday needs, or in saving for retirement or for school. So on the surface, that sounds great. Uh, I definitely am a person that does the grocery shopping and often fills my family car tank. And this last year has been in kind of bananas. I mean, the price I'm paying for eggs, the price I'm paying for gas, it will, again, my credit card debt is partially due to maybe overspending on groceries through no fault of my own. So this seems like a good idea. I'm scared to say that. I'm scared what? to say that because everybody I know says repeal Tabor. Well, that's the thing. I mean, any Democrat in Colorado, you know, hates Tabor. Every every Democrat. This has been like a longstanding policy of the party is we want to repeal Tabor. So it's kind of interesting that Polis has now taken it and rebranded it as this Colorado cashback. He's moved the refunds to before the November election. And now he's he's kind of taking credit for it. And that's what Republicans have been criticizing him for is being cynical and using this thing that he says that he doesn't like, but now making it a big part of like his reelection campaign. And, you know, these checks are going out a month before the, the campaigns are really going to start heating up. explain Tabor in like the simplest terms. I know it's uh, hard. Gosh, I mean, I can try. I mean, Tabor, Tabor has a lot of different parts to it, right. which is part of why it's so complicated. Like, I think the thing that most people think about when they think about Tabor is how, how it makes it difficult to impose new taxes in the state. So like anytime politicians want to impose a new tax, they have to go to the voters and put it on the ballot. And they have to use this specific language that really says like, clearly like this is how much you're going to pay like this is all the the, the big money that you're going to have to pay and it, so it makes people want to vote for it less but oh. broadly what Tabor does is that it, it limits the the growth of government through a variety of ways this this like making it harder to impose new taxes thing is just one part of it okay and this actually gets to the reason why the refunds are bigger this year because another big part of what Tabor does is that it puts a cap on the state government's annual budget based on a calculation of uh, population increase and inflation. So the government can't grow bigger than a certain cap every year. And the reason why the refunds are bigger this year is because we collected as a state a lot more tax revenue than expected, and it exceeded that cap. So this money is that excess money that the government's not allowed to spend, so they have to send it back to us. And normally we're not looking at inflation in the same way. So maybe the Tabor refunds are usually a lot smaller. 
Well, or... it's it's partially that, but it's also the and you have to give credit for the Democrats here, I think, is that they also rejiggered how these refunds are being distributed. It used to be that the the more money you paid in income tax, the more money you got back in your Tabor refund. But what Polis and the Democrats did is they flattened it all out. And so that's why everybody's getting seven hundred and fifty or fifteen hundred if you file jointly. Oh, that's awesome. That I think is great. I know. I know. They won't say this, but it's kind of a redistributive wealth That's kind policy. of what I was thinking of it as was like, oh, this is a redistribution of wealth mm-hmm. in some sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess they're being cynical, but they also are advancing their their policy goals here. This this is a real change. And it's a good I mean, it's a good change. Like I said, I think I can imagine being very easily being in a position where $750 would make a huge difference for my economic situation. Um, well, so other than <laughs> it being part of this thing that Democrats usually don't like, which is the, the limited government. Um, well, I, you know what? Hold on. This limited government idea is not great to Democrats because I'm thinking of previous Tabor refunds where like you're getting tax money back, but there's projects and issues and things I'm thinking about in my city that I would be happy to give my Tabor refund back to go towards. Say, for instance, we've been having this conversation about needing sidewalks. We don't have complete sidewalks in our neighborhoods or t- paying teachers more. I don't know. I mean, is that the argument with Tabor is like giving that money back to the taxpayers could be better used to improve our city overall? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's what that's what Democrats think. Definitely. And, you know, I did a simple calculation here, uh, some advanced math. These checks are going out to 3.1 million Coloradans this week. And so each person's getting $750. Multiply those two numbers together. That's $2.775 billion. Of course, that could do a number of great things that could go towards, you know, funding our schools better, uh, maybe improving our transportation network. Um, And also, this is going to happen again next year. State economists are projecting a similar amount of um, excess tax revenue next year. So we can expect a similar check next fall. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. This is really complicated in terms of how I feel about it because I love getting that 750 bucks. But I also know that there are things in my city that I would love to see improved. I mean, even like, I mean, with that kind of a, you know, you said three million 3.1 3.1 million people getting $750 back. We could build housing with that. You could do a lot of things, a lot of good things. I have to say it feels more complicated than I thought it would because, like I said, I have heard for a long time that Tabor is a problem, that returning money to taxpayers that's usually in smaller increments could mm-hmm. be better used other places. Do I still agree with that idea? Yes. But in this moment, when I know folks are especially struggling with things like basic everyday needs, when things are, you know, if inflation is legitimately changing things economically for us, is this bump helping folks? Also, yes. I don't know how I feel about it. It's very complicated. How do you feel about it, Paul? I mean, I guess I think a few things. I think one, you got to give Jared Polis and the Democrats a little bit of credit here for rebranding this Tabor thing that they've failed to get rid of. So it's like taking a weakness and making it into a strength. I think that's a canny political move. 
And this this redistributive, this change in how they're just they're the the money's all going out to people, like that's great. You know, I that does make me like them more, and that's that's kind of the point. But then I was talking to my wife about this this morning when we were talking about, you know, what we were going to do with this money. And she said, like, you know, what it reminds me of is when Trump sent the first uh, stimulus <laughs> checks in the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, Megan's right. <laughs> so if you're a politician and you get to send a letter that says to every citizen, like, here's some money for free, you know, maybe vote for me again. Think about it. Just kind of makes you think like are our politics just becoming a competition between who can send you the biggest checks. I mean, like, that's not that doesn't feel good. Paul, I know you mentioned at the top of the show that you had a big takeaway from all of this look into Tabor that you were doing. What what's your big takeaway about Tabor? Yeah, well, it's it, it comes down to the purpose of Tabor. Um, and and I I was thinking about this because of a quote I saw from uh, Carbondale Republican State Senator Bob Rankin. He said that the theory of Tabor is to let you continue to fund the government that you currently have. That's the intent. So it's to, to stop the government from growing. But what I think it's doing is limiting the relative size of government to what they had in 1992. Tabor has essentially put the size of government, which is just a reflection of our values as a state, in stasis. It's locked it in in 1992. And so as the population has changed over the last 30 years and, you know, we've gotten more blue as a state, all those people who maybe are more comfortable paying a little bit more in taxes and getting more and better services in return, they haven't been reflected in the way we fund our government. So that's my big takeaway, I guess, is that Tabor has become a political football. The Democrats have learned how to go on offense and maybe they're trading short term gain in this upcoming election for long term pain of it being harder to repeal this thing once and for all. And I want to thank President Fenberg, Speaker Garnett, Majority Leader Escar uh, for their and, and uh, Majority Leader Moreno for their leadership uh, on this important opportunity to truly help Coloradans get by. Well, thanks, Paul, for explaining Tabor, and I'm glad that we're spending our checks on boring adult stuff. Yeah. Gosh, I tried my best. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell Doug Bruce about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Anything else? No?